0: Hello, I'm here with Wayne Goodwin in Raleigh, and we are going to talk about the congressional election in the 9th District. Wayne, how are you? Doing well. Good morning. Well, thank you for coming in today. I just wanted to start, I think the, the clearest topic I'd like to discuss today is the 9th District, which has been in the news a lot lately. I, I just saw before you walked in, the WRAL tweeted, there were some new documents released, um, and it has an email from Mark Harris, who was the candidate. And it was in March of 2017 asking about, quote, the guy whose absentee ballot project for Johnson could have put me in the U.S. House this term had I known and had he been helping us. So it seems like they've been working for a while with an understanding that what McRae Dallas was doing was some surreptitious way to get votes. So just, you know, with, with, with or without that information, could you unpack a little bit what the situation is in the ninth district?
1: Well, in short, it's a mess, and it's a shame and a disgrace. Given you know how much we we value every vote, and we want to have a uh, a fair election, no matter who the winner is, make sure there's a fair election process so that we can trust the process and trust who our representatives are. Um, the testimony this week has been nothing short of shocking. Uh, it started out with this uh, McRae Dallas's stepdaughter, and then and then just. Kept on from there, and then the testimony yesterday with, with Mark Harris's son was uh, very compelling as well. I have not seen the document you've referenced, since that apparently just came out. Yeah. But uh, it does it does suggest uh, more and more that there was some understanding or some greater knowledge of what uh, this peculiar. Uh, Program was that McRae Dallas was operating. It certainly was a, a coordinated scheme, and I'm anxious to hear what the rest of the testimony
0: is today. Well, and, and I had heard it described as coordinated and unlawful, and it just seems like the more we learn about the communications leading up to this election, the more damning it is yes. for the Harris camp. But the most interesting testimony, I think, and you referenced yesterday, his son actually testified, who was an assistant U.S. attorney. I believe. And apparently nobody knew in his family that he was going to testify. And he had apparently repeatedly uh, counseled his dad against using McRae Dallas. And he himself had looked into the election, I guess, in 2016 and saw that the numbers were just really fishy. Do you think maybe this would have been true before that testimony yesterday? But do you think after that, that there is any way that Mark Harris will get a seat in Congress? Well, that's
1: uh, a higher pay grade than any of us. I I certainly believe it is even stronger uh, argument for a new election. Um, The more people who were aware of this, the more concerted and coordinated the effort was to have an unfair election, is greater uh, evidence of it being a tainted election. So, you know, I'm anxious to hear what the members of the state board decide to do. And if for some reason, uh, there's no ultimate decision rendered, which I would be shocked if there's not some decision about this that would uh, call for a new election. This would be very fascinating uh, information for the U.S. House of Representatives to decide whether to seat uh, Mr. Harris or not. I, uh, I, for all along, the Democratic Party and I, t- together, we have said that, just based on what we knew before the hearing, that there was sufficient evidence of an unfair, uh, tainted Election and this every day, every witness. It seems like that's
0: been uh, underscored more and more. It seems like the longer the investigations go on, the the more compounding the the evidence seems to uh, mount against him. But uh, w- what you said there, the tainted. That's that's specific language that are that's in the statutes, I believe, and and I think that's a point of contention for your um, I guess corollary in the Republican Party. Dallas Woodhouse always seems to make a point that he doesn't think there were enough ballots affected to swing the 905 vote difference. But that aside, isn't it true that it's a question of whether the election was tainted? And that's sort of an abstract metric for it. So in your opinion, what would it take for the results to be overturned? Is it just this coordinated effort that's unlawful, whether or not it affected a specific number of ballots?
1: Well, this does not appear to be some very minor, you know, minimal technical glitch in the process. There's hundreds of ballots. You know, here we're talking about hundreds of ballots, and and then there's the question about what of what about the objective data that shows that there was uh, an unusual, in fact, a high, hyper unusual number of absentee ballots by mail requested, and a a significant number that weren't returned. And when you add on to that, testimony that that people, part of this scheme, were, were filling in the ballots for right. folks. Switching votes. And, and switching votes and were determining you know, whether they would be mailed or not or how they ma- would be mailed and not knowing if they were mailed. All that together just, I believe, fits into a tainted election. And I, and I know that the, the other party uh, is continuing to you know, argue that one point. But that's the reason for this particular provision in the statute, If there's such a pervasive taint, pervasive unfairness that it calls into question the, the whole election.
0: Uh, that, that's what we, I believe, have met here. Yeah. And, and part of it says, uh, cast doubt on its fairness. And I, f- I feel personally, Uh, and i feel like you might have the same opinion it seems like after all of this evidence has been rolled out and i think um mark harris himself is testifying today so that'll be interesting to see it it certainly seems like there's been doubt casted and and i know that there are multiple um metrics by which the the board may or may not certify but to your earlier point regardless of what happens in this state it, it seems very unlikely that a democratic house would seat mark harris especially with all this evidence coming out and do you do you have any insight into what their investigation might you know absent north carolina what would the house do do you know is it just a similar investigation process i mean this has happened a little more
1: frequently than in north carolina i mean this is a this is a extremely rare right uh incidents uh, in North Carolina, we've had, in fact, it's maybe the only time in modern times where we've had a situation like this, certainly from a congressional race. Uh, from my quick review of what Congress has faced, they, they have uh, more frequently had to examine whether to seat members of Congress for any number of reasons. And it's my understanding that the House uh, uh, Administration Committee has a procedure that it follows, uh, in, which would includes investigations and all that. So I, beyond that, I don't know. Uh, but there is a there's a document that's online that is the guidelines for what the House of Representatives would follow procedurally, uh, you know, should there be uh, a need to go to the next level.
0: I so I I haven't dug into this, but I saw a headline today actually um, from the Daily Tar Hill, and it wasn't about the Duke game, but no. that's equally important. <laughs> the uh, UNC stats class found that there were 1,500 unaccounted ballots. Now, uh, you know, obviously it's a a college um, class and and they were probably just doing it as a project. But if, if, if that's what they gathered from publicly available information, I'm sure people that are actually investigating it will see whether or not the number of ballots submitted could have changed the election. There are plenty of ballots that were requested that never came back. So I think part of that conversation is were people just not returning the ballots when they went to harvest them, and and that's the illegal part, right? It's you can request ballots for people, but you can't actually deliver them, right? Unless you are a close family member. There's a there's a the one exception,
1: right. and that's well defined. Again, remember, even with ballots that are returned, there's the the testimony already that that the participants in this scheme uh, have admitted to. You know voting for people who left their right. ballots blank or, or, or maybe even changing the ballot but you can't do that which, which you cannot cannot do that and so so even with ballots that have been returned the question is were those valid uh, in this absentee by mail
0: scheme that has been uh, discovered well I, I did want to ask you about some of and I mentioned what Dallas Woodhouse had said before and Brent Woodcox had said and uh, he's counsel for the Republican Party I believe If Mark Elias, who is the Democrat's lawyer, wants to relitigate the allegations from the 2016 election to claim Harris camp should have known, I'm not sure how you can escape investigating the Bladen County Improvement Association. I think what he's getting at is it seems like a lot of stuff like this happens in that part of the state. And I guess they're taking issue with now it's a big deal because a Republican won because of it. Absent any of the partisan um, jockeying going on there, what measures could everyone take maybe as the General Assembly perhaps to stem this sort of stuff? What are the actual options after this gets solved to fix this issue so it doesn't keep recurring regardless of what party benefits?
1: Right and, and this is beyond partisan issue this is again about you know what's a, what's a fair election for all North Carolinians. Uh, I'm sure there are many other ideas that, that have come up but uh, uh, one obviously, there needs to be a, a much uh, greater bolstered effort to educate the public on what you what you can and can't do when voting, uh, voting period, right. and, and particularly if you're using a method other than showing up on election day itself. I, I did hear an interesting proposal where it uh, where it limits the number of absentee ballots by mail that you could uh, witness, and as to the legality of that, I don't know, but that it has been a proposal to where. Uh, if you have a set number, then, it, then I presume there would be a, there'd be a presumption. Anything above that would be suspect. suspect. So th- that's one idea I have heard. I'm, I'm confident that there are others that have uh, uh, have arisen by lawmakers and and those in search in search of uh, you know, uh, uh,
0: good government. Well, part of the coverage of this testimony over the past few days, I've seen uh, at least Tim Boyum from Spectrum had shared a video. He had interviewed Mark Harris prior to this uh, most recent week, and I think he had constantly said that they did not know that what McRae dallas did was illegal or that nobody had raised red flags. But now we see, um, with regard to that email uh, I mentioned earlier today that just released and uh, certainly his son's testimony, it seems like at this point, he 100% knew what McCray-Dallas was up to, and that was a motivating factor in hiring him. So if if that is the case, that Mark Harris knew what McCray-Dallas was up to, do you think that alone is sort of damning for him, absent the fact that what they were doing might bar him from being in Congress, anyways. But the fact that he knowingly was recruiting and and then lied about it—that's a sep- a separate crime, if you will, like lying about the fact that this happened.
1: Well, if intent is determined, and again, I'm not anyone's lawyer in any right. of this, but if in, if intent is de- is determined, then that certainly would be. Uh, I think damning, uh, and, and but you know again, there's a, apparently there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. You had the son's testimony yesterday, which uh, suggests that there uh, strongly that there was concerns and red flags raised. Uh, but uh, the more evidence there is that shows earlier knowledge and and an understanding that there was you know uh, an unlawful program at work, unlawful scheme at work, then that certainly. Uh, is uh, not helpful whatsoever for the, in my opinion, for the Mark Harris case or for the case put forward or the defense put forward or the position put
0: forward by uh, the North Carolina Republican Party. Well, and I know I think one of the correspondences between the younger Harris and his father was whatever McRae Dallas is doing, would you be comfortable if it were covered heavily in the press as something that's either, you know, appropriate or not. And clearly he's getting enough coverage for as much as anybody would want right now. Uh, I, I do want, wonder after the investigation is, uh, is finished and completed, assuming, and this is a big assumption, that they choose not to certify and there needs to be a, a special election. Do you have any insight into how quickly that might happen? Would it be this year, you think? Assume they, they wrap up next week, say. How quickly is that turnaround?
1: Well, again, and I'll underscore this. First, It is a, this is a hypothetical. Right. We don't know what uh, the state board's ruling will be or, or decision or decisions will be. And, again, this is right down the street from where we are right now. So I do not know. But uh, the, the uh, word on the street is that, that the evidence further supports uh, the calling for a, a special election or a new election. As you recall, the legislature passed a, a uh, provision that said if the State Board of Elections as newly const- reconstituted ordered a, a special election, then there would also be a new primary. Right Now, there, I know former Justice Bob Orr has weighed in as to whether that's constitutional or not, uh, mm-hmm. and I, you know, that's for others to decide. But it's, it's my understanding that there is a requirement or a window of days that are that um, must be met for uh, military and overseas balloting for whether, if you have a primary, if you have a potential runoff, and then if you have a general election. So there, uh, there there's like, I'm not sure if it's 45 or 75 days, there's a series, of, there's a, a significant period of time that's baked in to that. Uh, and there might be exceptions for reducing it, I don't know, but this is not something that could be called to happen next month. I mean, right. I mean, I, I, I would be shocked if there's a new election, if we're not talking about uh, talking about later this summer or even into the fall.
0: Or, yeah, yeah, and it could be that they wait until, like, November when there are going to be other elections. Other elections, right. That makes more sense financially, I suppose. And to your point about what uh, Justice Orr said, it really wouldn't be a North Carolina election if there were not a bunch of litigation surrounding it. So I'm sure there will be more, regardless of what happens um, I think that about covers what I was uh, hoping to talk about regarding that um, election. Is there anything else you'd like to add add to that or you think there's just waiting for a done fold? I think we're waiting
1: for the evidence to conclude and then waiting for the results of the deliberations by the members of the State Board and and whatever the aftermath will be.
0: Well I do have a question about the State Board. So as they're currently constituted is is it basically the exact same before all this litigation and the General Assembly tried to change the makeup of it? Once no. Governor Cooper came in, or is it no? Different? It's, it's well, it's gone back and forth,
1: and it's gone through various iterations. But presently, uh, you have uh, three Democrats and, and two Republicans. Okay. And to to certify requires three votes. To call
0: for a new election requires four votes. So they'd have to if they if they wanted to have a new election, they'd have to be a Republican who voted for that. Yes. Well, Wayne, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for coming down today. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation.